Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today's story is in memory, unfortunately, of Alta Shena Vasyakov. The last two days' stories, as you may remember, were in her host that she'd have a Shalema. Unfortunately, it did not happen, and we were therefore going to have the next five stories, including this one, in her memory. May her neshama have um, a big elevation, and even more so, may Mashiach come and bring to Mesim that we should all be able to meet Shaina, Alta Shaina, well and healthy. And now the story. Once there was a couple that could not have children. They grew older, the years went by, and their dreams of having a family were beginning to fade. They went to the Baal Shem Tov, and a number of times they went to the Baal Shem Tov, they asked him for a bracha, the great tzaddik and holy Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Yisrael, who was known to be able to perform many miracles. And of course, all brachas, all blessings come from Hashem, but a tzaddik, a holy Jewish person, such as Moshe, Moses, or David, and so forth, such people are able to channel Hashem's brachas, his blessings. So perhaps... Hashem has in mind that this person should have children, but the blessing is somehow or another, so to speak, stuck. And the tzaddik is able to help unstick it. But all blessings come from Hashem, as the Rebbe points out in many letters. So this couple did not have children, and they came on a number of occasions to the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov did not give them a bracha, did not give them a blessing. Finally, they came one time, and they were so broken. They were so sad that they didn't have children. And they asked from their heart of hearts, from the Baal Shem Tov, he should please bless them, they should have children. Baal Shem Tov was silent for a while, as if he was considering a weighty, weighty decision, a very heavy decision. And then finally, he said to them, May Hashem bless you with with a with a, with a baby boy, or how, I'm not sure exactly how he said the words. Maybe he said, "Hashem will, will bless you with a baby boy." I don't know. Okay, so now they were very happy. They had the blessing of the Baal Shem Tov, and sure enough, nine months later, they were the happy parents of a baby boy. Their boy was very beautiful and special. Obviously, after a short time. It had become very clear that he was very, very bright, very special child. And they were very, very thrilled. They were very, very happy. For two years, they enjoyed For two years, they enjoyed this child tremendously. And then, unfortunately, this child began to get sick. They became sicker and sicker. And no matter what the doctors did, nothing could happen, nothing could help. And unfortunately, the boy passed away after two years. They came back to the Baal Shem Tov, much more broken than before. And um, they said, Rabbi. And the Baal Shem Tov said, 
Let me tell you a story. The Rebbe, the Baal Shem Tov, told the following story. He said, once there was a prince, a non-Jewish prince, who was growing up in a palace. He was the only beloved son and only beloved child of the king and the queen. And they um, loved him very, very much. They did everything for him that they could possibly do, gave him the best of everything. And they got him, of course, the best teachers. They had a very, very excellent teacher, a teacher who came with the highest recommendations. They were actually the king and queen of a country that had um, that had expelled all Jewish people. That, that means that they had forced all Jewish people to leave the country or else to convert to their religion. It's a very, very difficult time. It was a very um, hard time for Jewish people, and that's what happened. They had to live in this country, either as uh, members of another religion, or they had to leave. And of course, it's obvious that there were people that were um, that were that were killed during that time, and so forth. But in any case, they got a very excellent teacher, the best, and their son loved his teacher. And no matter what his teacher taught him, he seemed to be able to learn it so well, and he loved it, and he wanted more. And the teacher gave him the best the best education that, that he possibly could have. And all the subjects that people learned in those days. The only thing unusual about this teacher was that for one hour each day, he insisted that the lesson should stop. It was actually one hour during the morning. He insisted that the lesson should stop, and he had to have private time in his own room, which, of course, the king had provided a nice room for him. Oh, okay. So that was the situation that went on for many months, probably years. But the boy had grown very, very curious, like what? is the reason why my teacher has to stop teaching me every day for about an hour, and he has to go into his room, and uh, it's totally private. I have no idea what he does there, and he won't tell me what he does there. He always changes the subject, and what's going on? One day, it so happened that the teacher um, forgot to lock the door. And the prince jiggled the door and opened it. It was not locked. And lo and behold, the sight in front of his eyes was something that he had no idea what it was. He saw his teacher wrapped in a long white kind of a shawl. It was actually a talus, as you, as you know, he didn't know. Had strings on the bottom, and on top of his head he had a black leather box, and on his arm he had a black leather box, and they both had straps, strapped around the arm, straps which came around the head and down onto his chest. He was holding a book that the prince had never seen this such a book, 
And he could see it was another kind of language. And he stood there with his mouth open like, what is going on? The teacher quickly ushered him into the room and closed the door. And he said, I was trying to keep this secret from you, but now you have found out. You see, I am secretly a Jew. Of course, I was born a Jew. I was raised a Jew. I lived my whole life as a Jew. But it was always in secret because of the rule here in this country that against Judaism, against Jews practicing their Judaism. And therefore, I have always kept my Judaism secret. But now, you know. And so I hope that you will not tell anybody, because if you do, um, that will be the end of my life. I will be punished with death. And now, please leave so I can finish my prayers. And then we will continue our learning, hopefully as if nothing has happened. The boy immediately left the room and he thought to himself, what shall I do? Shall I tell my father? And he thought, no, I love my teacher too much. I am not going to tell anybody. I'm going to keep the secret. And that's what he decided to do. And days and weeks and months went by. But with every day that went by, the prince became more and more curious. What is this Judaism all about? What is it that here is an entire nation that my father wants to kill them all and they're not allowed to keep their religion, but it's so precious to them that here my teacher is risking his life every single day in the king's palace of all dangerous places. And he is putting on his whatever they are and praying and practicing his Judaism. There must be something very, very special about being Jewish. They became more and more curious. And finally, he couldn't hold it in anymore. And he told his teacher, please teach me about Judaism. I'm so curious. What is it that makes it so special for you that you risk your life? There must be something very special in it. Please teach me. And at first, the teacher didn't want to teach him because he thought it was even more dangerous. But the prince wanted so much that after a while he could not refuse. And so the teacher began to teach him Aleph, base. And of course, the Aleph base of Judaism, what Judaism is all about, what we believe about Torah, about Hashem, about Moshe Rabbeinu, about all the mitzvahs, about Mashiach, about Geula, and everything that is in Judaism that he was able to teach him. And as much as he taught him, the prince wanted more. And he just seemed to be able to learn it so well and to absorb it so well. And finally, one day after years, the teacher said to him, I don't think I can teach you too much more. I think that you've learned pretty much everything which I know. And so the prince said, Rebbe, he called him Rebbe in private and secret, I want to become Jewish. The teacher said, that's very dangerous. It's one thing to learn about it, but to become Jewish is something else. 
No, no, the prince said. I've been thinking about it, and it's all that I want. I don't want anything else. Even though the teacher tried to discourage him a few times, but he saw after a while that the prince would not be discouraged. And therefore he said to him, okay, I'm going to write a letter, and I'm going to ask you to deliver this letter to someone who was a friend of mine who lives in another country, in another city, and he will guide you in your search for Judaism, in your desire to convert and become Jewish. So he wrote the letter, and one day the prince disappeared, meaning that he snuck off in the middle of the night when nobody was watching, and he traveled, 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 a long, long journey and a dangerous journey until he found the person that his teacher had sent him to. And he presented the letter. His friend began to teach him in preparation for his conversion. And even though the prince had to go through a lot of obstacles, it was difficult and the rabbi and other rabbis discouraged him to a certain extent, but he went through everything, and he converted and became Jewish. And he dedicated his life to learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And he was actually a very holy person. He became a very holy person. And when he completed his life, his neshama went up to heaven, passed away, his neshama went up to heaven, and the base in Shomayla, the heavenly court, had a problem. What to do with such a soul? Such a beautiful soul seemingly should go into the highest level of Gan Eden, of the, of, of paradise. But the problem was that the first two years of his life, he had consumed not kosher milk from his mother. And therefore, the base din of heaven was not so sure what to do. So they decided they would send the soul back down to the earth again to live as a Jew for two years. And these two years would complete his life in holiness. And that's what they did. And this soul came down to this world and the Baal Shem Tov concluded the story to the parents who had asked him for a blessing for a child, if you remember, and they eventually did have a child, and the child passed away at two years old. The Baal Shem Tov said, this was a soul that was born to you. And of course, this is why I hesitated to give you a blessing, because I saw that this was the soul that Hashem had in mind to give you. And I knew that it would be so difficult to have such a beautiful soul come into your life and then after only two years it would be taken away. So I didn't want to give you the blessing. But you insisted so much, I felt that there was no other way. I had to do it. And you had the privilege of being the parents of a very, very special and very, very holy soul and helping that soul complete its mission here in this world. Now, of course, 
we are not tzaddikim. <laughs> we do not know the story behind different souls. But when we look at the soul of a person who unfortunately passed away recently and she only lived to 16 years old, it reminds us perhaps of such a story that this was perhaps a very, very special soul who in 16 years somehow or another completed the mission uh, of, of her soul here in this world. And of course, there is no comforting parents and family. I myself, unfortunately, lost my brother when he was 20, and I know that there's not really such thing as comfort. From, lo- from losing a child. However, perhaps we can use this story to increase our desire for Mashiach. Because one of the things that will happen at the end of the time of Geula is that death will be wiped out. We will have Tachias HaMesim. All the Jewish people who have passed away will be with us again. And there will not be death anymore in our world which was originally the way it was in Gan Eden. And so, among all the reasons for wanting Mashiach, perhaps this is the biggest one, that when Mashiach comes, not in the beginning of the time that he comes, perhaps, but eventually, there will not be death. And all the suffering that happens with death will be removed. And we will live eternally with tremendous joy. Finally, though, I just want to mention that it's very difficult for us. We're praying for somebody. We're doing extra mitzvahs for somebody. And we are hoping, hoping, hoping that they'll get better. And it doesn't always happen. Sometimes the person does not get better. Hopefully this is the last one. And after this, we'll have Mashiach and Geula. But... It's not a waste. All of the mitzvahs that we did, all of the um, Torah that people learned for Al-Tashena and all the tillim that they said and all the tzedakah they gave is not at all a waste. As Rabbi Shalom Baris said to the students of the yeshiva after his own son unfortunately passed away at a young age, his own son was a teacher there at the yeshiva, he said, no, it's not a waste at all. Rather, all all of the tillim, all the prayers and all the staka, all the charity which is given and all the mitzvahs which are done, all accompany They all accompany the neshama as it enters Gan Eden to a very, very special place. And so certainly, certainly that's the case over here that Alta Shainta's neshama will be entering a very special place. But of course, what we are doing is to try always that Mashiach should come quicker. And then we will have the real simcha of Tachias Amesim. And we will all have the opportunity to be together with all of the people who are not here right now. They will again be here and death will be wiped out. And we will have only joy and only simcha. 
And Mashiach come immediately, especially through our goodness and kindness, our acts of goodness and kindness, our learning of Torah, doing of mitzvahs and davening, and learning about Mashiach and Geula. May it happen immediately. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and More. Have a wonderful, wonderful Yom Tov of Shavuos. Okay, left. Video gone.